0: Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from app Figures, and here's your weekly roundup of news about mobile apps and games with data you won't find anywhere else. Let's get started. Zoom is one app that needs no introduction. During the pandemic, Zoom's downloads grew faster than any other app, and once it became the most downloaded app, it didn't leave that position for a very long time. I wrote about it and talked about it a whole bunch of times. The pandemic is behind us, and Zoom's downloads have since subsided, but all of those downloads are now finally being translated into something possibly better, paying users. Last July, Zoom rolled out Zoom One Pro, a bundle of features to expand Zoom. Pretty straightforward. It took the app a little while to grow that revenue, but it ended May with the highest monthly revenue to date and also hit a milestone. I think the most appropriate thing to say here is Zoom and kudos if you know the reference. If you do, let me know in the comments below. Zoom's milestone was a big one. In May, Zoom's in-app net revenue from the App Store crossed a million dollars for the first time since the new subscription was released. In fact, according to our app intelligence, Zoom earned $1.2 million of net revenue, and that's what Zoom gets to keep after giving Apple a share from the App Store in May. In total, Zoom earned $4.6 million of net revenue from the App Store since launching Zoom One Pro in July of 2022. This revenue is global, and unlike other apps that are heavily earning from the US for Zoom, the US contributed just 34% of that total. That's a hefty amount, but really not as large as you'd expect for a productivity or business tool. I expected twice as much easy. Japan, United Arab Emirates, Canada, and Brazil complete the top 5 contributors. Together with the US, the top 5 countries, added up to a little more than 50% of Zoom's revenue, which amounts to about $2.5 million of actual revenue. The complete list is long and stretches all the way down to Nepal and Yemen, which together earned Zoom about 1000 bucks total. That's kind of crazy. This type of distribution for revenue on the App Store is really not common, but... Of all apps, this could be expected from an app as prolific as Zoom. Are you still on Zoom? I've been getting a lot of questions about whether ChatGPT's release will end all third-party apps. Now that the official ChatGPT app has been out for a few weeks, I can share more than just my opinion. And if you missed my opinion, I'll drop a link to that in the description below because it's still relevant. So first, let's talk about the environment ChatGPT entered. I took the top three third-party ChatGPT apps, which are Ask.ai, Genie, and Chat.ai, and follow their revenue on a weekly basis before and after ChatGPT's release. And this is all focused on the App Store because ChatGPT isn't available for Android just yet. In early May, just before the official release, the three were earning $92,000, dollars and $805,000 respectively, according to our estimates. And that's all net, meaning what the developers get to keep after Apple takes a chair. That's a lot of money, a lot of money. Clearly there's a king of AI right now, and that's Ask AI, but keep in mind, this is weekly revenue, so they're all winners in my book. ChatGPT rolled out and in its first week earned $164,000, very respectable. The competition stayed fairly the same that week. The following week, ChatGPT's net revenue more than doubled to $446,000, and that's when we also started seeing competitors dropping a little bit, but really only a little bit. A little for SKI, a lot for Genie, but overall, not as much as you'd expect. But then ChatGPT's growth actually slowed down really that fast. The hype was over and fast forward to last week, the numbers were interestingly different Ski's revenue grew to $847,000, Genie's dropped to $296,000, and Chat.ai rose a tiny, tiny bit to $98,000. Now, ChatGPT's revenue dropped to $278,000. So I threw a lot of numbers on you, but what do they all mean? Third-party apps aren't dead, not by a long shot. The masses have yet to really equate ChatGPT's app with all that ChatGPT hype on mobile devices, which is kind of ironic, but the numbers make that very clear. With the exception of Genie, which was on a decline even before ChatGPT rolled out, demand for AI apps is just continuing to grow, and when I say demand, I don't just mean downloads, I mean revenue, people are paying for this. I said this before, and I think it's still relevant. ChatGPT is amazing, but most people just don't know how to use it. The evolution is tools that use ChatGPT. If you use ChatGPT, Do you use the official app or a third-party app? I personally use the web version, even though I have the app on my phone. And I use it quite a lot, multiple times a day, so that's probably a habit I won't be breaking anytime soon. By the way, if you haven't already, please give the episode a like, if you like it, of course. Okay, next. Summertime means travel time, and wouldn't it be nicer to travel in class? Toro, the Airbnb of car rentals, offers exactly that. Luxury and fun rides rented by owners for prices everyone can afford. I tried it once and it really works and it's really cool. Such a combo sounds like the perfect way to kick off the summer. And looking at the downloads, that's exactly what's happening. Tura started the year with 110,000 downloads in the first week of January, which was a little bit higher than December, according to our estimates. And it's been rising since. Weekly downloads spiked in February, rising to 141,000, and then again in mid-May, all the way up to 181,000 per week for two weeks straight. They've dropped a bit in the last week, down to about 160,000, but that's still 45% higher than January. Turo isn't the only car rental app out there, but it's by far the most downloaded. On-demand competitors Zipcar and Getaround get less than a tenth of the downloads it sees, and traditional apps are not very different. Hertz and Enterprise, the two most downloaded traditional rental apps, when added together, still see fewer downloads than Tura. To get closer, we need to combine the downloads for 6th and Avis, the next two down the list. Having used Tura before, the app itself leaves a lot to be desired, but it's hard to say no to a car you'd see only in a movie that you can actually afford. If you've used any of these, let me know in the comments below. I'm kind of curious, did you go for the traditional? Did you try the on-demand? Did you try Tura? Which car did you take? Let me know. Moving on, Telegram has been monetizing its app for a year now, following moves from other social platforms like Twitter and Snapchat who are starting to charge for features to generate more revenue from its free users. Well, no longer free users, obviously. I looked at both over the last few weeks and it's time to look at Telegram, the third platform to do this. Telegram isn't exactly a social platform, I know, but it's monetizing a large user base that's used to getting everything for free which puts it in the same category as far as I'm concerned. May was in Telegram's best month of revenue, but it wasn't too far off. According to our estimates, Telegram brought in $1.9 million of net revenue from the App Store. That's a small increase from April, but a big increase from last year. Telegram's biggest month of revenue was February, where net revenue from the App Store spiked all the way up to $2.3 million, and that's net, so that's what Telegram got to keep, after giving Apple a chair, the spike marked a shift for Telegram's revenue. And while growth since has been kind of slow, it's much higher than 2022. A year in, our estimates show Telegram has earned $14 million from the App Store. The majority of revenue did not come from the US, but rather from Russia. The US was right behind it. Ukraine, China, and Hong Kong round out the top five countries by revenue for Telegram. So far, the big winner of the three platforms I've been following is Snapchat, with monthly revenue in the double-digit millions in May. Telegram has a lot more growing to do before it can get there, but it's on its way. And last for this week, I keep a close watch on the top grossing charts in the App Store and Google Play for obvious reasons. I'm always looking for apps that are moving up really quickly or moving up in general because the list itself doesn't move nearly as much as I would expect. So when I find an app that's moving up consistently or fast, I know that there's significant growth. The app driving this insight is Life360, a family tracker and a private chat app that's been on the list for a very long time. It's now at the highest rank it's ever been. According to our app intelligence, Life360's mobile net revenue from the app store grew 35% in May. 35% in more absolute terms, it rose from about $10 million in April to $13.5 million in May, the biggest month in revenue for the app. Revenue came almost in its entirety from the US, which contributed 92% to the total. The UK, Australia, Canada, and Japan round out the top five, but it's really all about the US for Life360. Now. Unlike revenue, downloads have fluctuated a lot. So far in 2023, downloads are down a bit when compared to January. Not enough to be alarming, but enough to say they're down. Downloads going down while revenue is going up is an interesting trend I've shown a few times over the last few months. Subscriptions are to thank for this, but beyond just having a subscription, a good portion of growth will come from optimizing how you offer that subscription, when you offer that subscription, and how you price it. If you're monetizing with subscriptions, make sure you always optimize for those. I do it in that order, but you don't have to follow as long as you're optimizing and experimenting. And that's all I have for you this week. If you've learned something new, make sure to give the episode a like and let me know in the comments which insight you like the most and which insights you would like to see more of. I'll see you next week.